You are listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast presents Sex in the City, the movie. We're finally here. Uh, if you have listened to us the whole time, thank you so much for for listening to all of our crazy sound problems, everything throughout this entire series. I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, what you are going to be hearing is the first half of the first movie. We're finally here. Uh, some of my closest girlfriends and I got together, had some mimosas. We talked a little bit before we started recording about who the Muppets would be if we cast Sex in the City with Muppets. Of course, Janice is going to be Samantha. Miss Piggy has to be Carrie. The other ones are a little bit up in the air. So uh, if you want to follow up with that and tell me what your favorite Muppets would be, awesome. If not, it's fine. Um, we talked a little about TikTok that didn't make the cut, uh, but we overall had like a really nice time watching the first half of this movie. So please enjoy. And thank you so much for listening. Part two will be up in a couple of weeks. Enjoy. Oh my gosh. It's that time. It's the sex in the city movie. <laughs> um, I am here with four past uh, guests. So excited. Uh, want everyone to introduce themselves. So to start off, I am Paige. I am she, her, or her, she, because I like chocolate. Um, <laughs> and I am a elder millennial. I am a demisexual. Uh, we're doing best kiss stories this time as well, but I'm going to wait for everybody else to go. <laughs> Thanks, Paige. So, I know. I'm awesome. <laughs> Hi, I am Wendy. Uh, I've been here before. Pronouns are she, they. I am Generation, I guess I'm Gen X, or no, Gen Z. Gen Z is the newest. Yeah. Okay. 99. Gen Z. Uh, sexual preferences. I, I guess bisexual, pansexual, still learning the difference. Pan, I like the colors more, so I like pansexual. <laughs> Best kiss story. Honestly, the probably the most entertaining one, it was a show kiss. I was in Oklahoma and it's the Oklahoma hello. So they do like a big flip and then they lift you up and then you kiss this show particularly. I flipped over him. I flipped over his back and the heels I were wearing, they kind of turned in. <laughs> so I fell and he was like, it's okay, we'll play it off. And he pulls me up. My head goes straight into his junk. So I headbutt him in the junk. And then he's like, we're in front of an audience. So we still need to kiss. So he lifts me up and then kisses me right after I put him on that pain. <laughs> so yeah, that was entertaining in front of an entire full sold out audience. <laughs> Hi, I am so excited to be here again. My name is Ashley. Uh, gender pronouns, she, her. I identify as heterosexual with some flexibility there. I BuzzFeed just recently called me a geriatric millennial, so I guess that's what I'm going with. Um, but I am a proud millennial. I am. I love being a millennial. And best first kiss story. I, you know, I hope my best first kiss story has yet to happen as somebody who has been single for far too long. Uh, the last couple of years, thank you to the panini that we've been in for the last year and a half. Um, that was about 10 months long than we were expecting um i would say so far my best first kiss story um happened with my very first love um i had been uh, totally obsessed with him for years we went to high school together we ended up in college together 
and totally cliche, but he kissed me outside of my sorority. <laughs> That's cute. It was in the rain. Um, and we went on to date for, for several years, and I wish him well. It's not like he'll, he would listen to this, but I do wish him well. There's, there's no animosity. It just didn't work out. Send him this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. He follows me on Instagram. I'll, I'll share it to my stories. <laughs> should be like, hey, guess who got He'll be mentioned? like, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Last but not least. Hi, um, my name is Darcy. I have been here on this podcast before, too, as well. It's been a while, though. Yeah, Although, it's been... Beginning of the pandemic? I, I think it like. was, yeah. I am a she, her, heterosexual. I already had to look it up again. I'm a Gen X because I'm an <laughs> old person. I actually, it's funny because I have a sort of a similar interesting first kiss story, and it was a show. The first show I did in Reno for community theater was with Reno Little Theater, and it was almost Maine. And we were rehearsing. I was in the scene where I was Rhonda, and I'm like the – it's a Polaris man like she's like you know and we have to like strip off all the layers of clothing and then have this kiss and it was with Tommy Vereen and he's like six foot twelve and I'm five foot nothing and so we were literally like they were like how are we gonna do this because it was really awkward so they they had to put a chair they put a chair on the stage for me to step up on to have this kiss with him because he was over a foot taller than me and so, so that was so yeah, that uh, rehearsal part for that was, and also not only was he foot taller than me, but I think he was twenty years younger than me. I'm sorry, Tommy. <laughs> sorry, Tommy. Anyway, but that was just funny because it was just really weird and awkward, and it was the first show I had done since like college, and so I was like, oh god, what is happening? But um, it, we ended up just laughing about it because we had eighteen layers of clothing to throw off first, and then I had to stand on the chair, so it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I love that. I am saving my best first kiss for part two. We're going to do part one right now. Jeez. <laughs> we have to leave them wanting more, right? Oh, all right. That's fair. <laughs> we start out with the Sex in the City movie, which we've all decided is entirely too long. <laughs> they do a previously on. They tell us where all the women have been. If you are at all interested in that, I'm not going to recap it for you here. You can <laughs> listen to the rest of the podcast. Um. So they all man managed to find their happiness, basically. Uh, so why are we checking in on them again? <laughs> Is it a sign? Who's to say? So Carrie and Big, which I I cracked up because as we were watching it, Wendy, you were like, what was his name? Did they ever find out his name? <laughs> yeah, I'm very disappointed uh, that they waited. How long did the show go? Six or seven seasons. Yeah. All that time, all that time to reveal his name is John. <laughs> Not even that John James Preston. The 23 and me came back and they're like, we don't even need to check anything. You're white. <laughs> that is so fair. What a John move. <laughs> Total John. John energy the whole way through. I thought that was funny. So they're going to see some real estate because they're going to move in together. They find a very terrible place and then they go up to the penthouse that is not even on the market yet and it's just minus one closet then they go to a christie's auction and this is this is so rich people that i don't even understand it like you broke up with your boyfriend because he didn't want to marry you so you have an auction of all of your jewelry because you don't have any money it's wild but samantha wants some 
enormous ring and but lets it go at 50k because there's some asshole on the phone but she's saying that she wants to buy it for her it kind of ends in big giving her a very lukewarm marriage proposal and he says do you want diamonds and she says no diamonds just a really big closet but i really want to know everybody's take on diamonds and rings for the most part i don't think that it's worth the money that you pay for it but that's just my thing what does everybody else think I mean, can we talk about the ring that Samantha's boo paid $50,000 for? I mean, yes. I don't even know. I guess I like diamonds, but I want them, you know, done humanely and whatever, which this we this sh- this movie has not aged well, so they were not thinking about things like that, but the amount of money and like opulence that they spend and contribute to their lives is out of control. Well, there's like that whole rule when people are getting married that like you're supposed to spend like what is it three months worth of like two or three months salary yeah. or something. Yeah. Which like I don't know, it served its purpose back in like I don't know the 1920s when the men were going off and dying and leaving their wives at home, <laughs> so they sell their rings to have a living. So I don't know, it served its purpose, but now you could just find like a really cheap fake stone on Etsy and call it good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I I love my ring, and my husband designed it knowing what I wanted, but and I do love it, love it, love it. But now, same thing, like. <laughs> I would absolutely do something completely different and I would not, you know, spend the money and, you know, it's just, it seems, I have so much jewelry anyway. It's like, I mean, I'm happy that I have this that I can like keep in my family and whatever, but it was also a second marriage. So it's like, you know, like, I mean, it's not like, I don't think my daughter's going to be like, oh, I can't wait to have that one. Let me give you my second marriage ring. That's I, there were a couple of rings that my grandma passed down to us. Uh, one of them my ex has. And when we got a divorce, my aunt was like, well, you're getting that ring back from him, right? <laughs> and I, ha- I had to break it to her that that ring straight up fell apart. Oh, no. It wasn't worth anything. It was like out of a Cracker Jack box. And my mom and my and my aunt both thought that it was, it was worth real? something. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. They were like, you better get that back from him. And I'm like, you better crawl in the garbage can because it literally was worthless <laughs> oh no she had everybody fooled well yeah they were great depression kids everything was like you take what you get and it's gold to you <laughs> i mean be careful since you're at my house like um everything that looks like it's nice is actually not nice so i, I stand with your grandma or your great aunt <laughs> yeah you, that's how you gotta live your life I totally agree, but don't tell your children that it was worth something. <laughs> hey, fair. <laughs> Makes me wonder about my grandmother's wedding ring that I'm supposed to get. Maybe I'll. <laughs> Maybe I'll have that a break. <laughs> so the ladies all react differently to the engagement. Miranda is shocked because Charlotte screams in her ear in the middle of a public restaurant. What is with her in this movie? Like, is we, uh, Paige said she was this uns- insufferable during the episodes, but I feel like I liked her a little bit more. I cannot relate to her at all. Or maybe, again, it's just that this didn't age well. I don't know. I've always hated her because she's so like, everything's going to be great. Everything's wonderful. But like Charlotte's always been like this cockeyed optimist thing. And it's just, I guess maybe when I was watching the episodes, I was like young and naive and life hadn't, you know, dumped on me yet. So I was like, oh, I I get it. And I'm like, oh, God, who are you? 
I mean, I just can't get over how scandalous she is in this. Last time I saw her, she was still in like pilgrim days. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoulder blades. <laughs> yeah, she does take more fashion risks in this. I will say that for sure. Samantha just sort of brushes her off and is like, why aren't you getting Botox instead? Then Charlotte gives uh, Carrie Anthony to plan her wedding, which is either a, a curse or a blessing. Who's to say? Depends on how you like Anthony. And he says that there needs to be a simple wedding of 75 guests because that sounds elegant. I still, I don't know that there would be 75 people that I would ever want to invite to my wedding. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I even like 75 people, like, at all. Especially not after this Panda Express. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's ended so many relationships that I was just like, that was trying. I'm done. <laughs> they do a simple wedding of 75 guests. And she says she already has the dress. And she pulls out this like 90s disaster dress. It's awkward. No, it's like for a board meeting on a Monday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And skirt suits are very like it. The only thing it was really missing was the shoulder pads. Right. That's true. <laughs> Awful. So somehow the wedding ends up on page six ups the ante and captures the attention of Vogue uh, where Candace Bergen is there telling Carrie that she has to be in not right for it but be in Vogue in a bunch of wedding dresses which I think is the best part of this entire movie because lots of fashion not a lot of talking from the characters it's great <laughs> Enid her her editor Candace Bergen says She'll be labeled as the last single girl because 40-year-olds are the only, like, the last chance that you get to photographed in a wedding dress without the horrible Diane Arbus subtext, which I had to look up. I was like, who is that? And apparently it's just a photographer that photographed old people. So I'm like, that was a horrible joke that did not age well. Thanks, everyone. That actually was a Vogue fashion shoot. Like, they put it in Vogue, that whole scene. They actually took pictures of her in one I remember buying it and going okay and then throwing it away <laughs> yeah because it was all what you saw yeah. on screen yeah it was there was nothing different in that photo shoot yeah these are all I really have to hand it to that the designers are still very relevant today yeah. and this was in 2008 and we did talk a little bit about the fact that it's like there are some people that are at Kohl's now but they're still designing and they still do good work no, no shade to the queen Vera Wang but no. yeah she is at Kohl's now yeah Vera is at Kohl's yeah. Ooh, Target. Oh, Tar stepping it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, there actually has become a little bit more in vogue since this premiered, I think. The fact that designers are becoming more accessible. I, Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I just finished watching Halston on Netflix. And that was like a huge deal in his time in like the 70s, 80s was that he did fashion for JCPenney and everybody was like, you sell out. Now it's just like, yeah, you got to make money. So Big and Carrie are reading in bed. She steals his glasses and she's reading love letters from a book from the library. He's like, what are you, the last person that goes to the library? <laughs> Which made me embarrassed because I was like, yes, I have an app for the library now. So even when I get books, they're on my phone. And she asks him if he's ever sent her a love letter, which wouldn't she know? We just talk a little bit about the technology. Let's take a minute to talk about the the first iPhone. The first iPhone, but they still look they still look relatively the same. I wasn't yes. cool enough to have the first iPhone. I think I had like the five or something. So yeah, I, I don't think... know. But the flip phones, we were all like nostalgic for the the 
what were they? The the crazers, the, the razors. crazers, the razors. Yeah, the ones They're, that just slid up. They, I mean, cell phones were so much more fun. I, you would get a, like a new phone every time. Now I'm like, I'm just upgrading my iPhone. Although mm-hmm. now I'm owned by iPhone, so there's something about slapping shut a flip phone that just hits different. It's like when we were kids and we got to slam down the phone when we were like mad at somebody. Kids, they'll, they'll never understand what that they'll was never like. never understand. Listen, this is why so many Kyles are punching drywall. They can't hang up a phone <laughs> with any anger. They gotta. They have to get it out somehow. <laughs> that like apparently now when kids, you know how we used to like when you're pretending you were on the phone as a kid, you would do like the pinky and thumb. Now kids just kind of like cup their ear, like the side of their face, apparently. <laughs> There's a bunch of TikToks wow. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they wouldn't, like, what's this? This yeah. finger in the phone thing. A- yeah, there, there's no antenna. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my first cell phone had an antenna. Did anybody else? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Did it even do anything? Probably. Snake. Oh. No, I mean, like, Sorry, I was getting antenna. lost in the Nokia. <laughs> I won Snake once. And it you was basically you know chasing its tail, and it had one spot. This, un- is, this is why unlocked like, greatness. This is this is why it's all downhill right now. Because I'm like, I beat Snake. <laughs> what you peaked too early? I peaked too early. I peaked in 2001. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those little antennas did anything. You pulled them up, and they all just broke off anyway. And the phone store, right? Right, exactly. But you did get to go to the phone store and like touch all the different colors and slide up the different like do I want a flip phone do I want to like that was sort of satisfying now I'm like hit me with your latest and greatest thousand dollar like hunk of machinery and yeah that I'll pay for the rest of my life because I'll have to upgrade before I paid this one off total side note I had to get a new phone at the beginning of the panda express uh because i was putting too much uh, hand sanitizer on it and i like totally wrecked it i had just gotten a new one. Oh yeah because no. i was all like oh my gosh you know those those like two weeks before they like locked us down <laughs> and i had to get a new one and now this one's like not working i'm like i've only had it for a freaking year That's yeah into my um debit card because i kept t- putting hand sanitizer and finally it literally cracked so much it was like breaking apart using it all the time so i'm like what and now sometimes I go and I like grab something really quick to eat and then I like eat in my car and I'm like, oh, did I hand sanitize? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're it's all fine. vaccinated. But like rest in peace to those times where I was like pulling money out of the ATM with like gloves on. And I wasn't even like one of the next level people. I mean, I like did what I had to do. But yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Or like the mail couldn't come in for like 48 hours. Anyways, we could have a whole podcast on like the pandemic. We, and we will. Which maybe we should. Yes. Yeah. We, when we've got some time in between it and. Yeah. When we have some time, we will definitely be doing that. Meanwhile, back in Carrie land, she returns her library books too late, realizes that someone is having a wedding at the New York library, which best idea ever still. I mean, the venue was like next level. If you're going to be rich and in New York and want to invite, what, 200 plus people, that would be. I feel like we got scammed out of seeing the entire spread. Like it's a it's a little bit like when an explosion happens like off camera. You're like, wow, that looked expensive. (laughs) Uh, So Miranda, she's very pissed off. Uh, She gets foam on her lip and cute Steve is like, you got foam on your lip. What do you want to go around? That with your phone on your lip and nobody to tell you that you have foam on your lip? 
then puts foam on his lip and he is just like, do you is there anything you want to tell me? It's super cute. And then in the middle of sex, Miranda says, Here, can we just get this over with? It's over with. Yeah. And we've all thought that, right? Like yeah. everybody's been there like, oh my gosh. But I can't even imagine a time where I would have said that to somebody. Like I would have like, especially somebody I was married to. I mean, yeah, people that you're married to, like you can be a little bit more open with, but also you know that person. You know what's going to make them go over the edge. Just do it. Yeah. Get yeah. it over do, with. Sweet talk them into getting through it instead of saying, can we just get this over with? Like, right. There's other ways to speed things up. Right. If you want to speed it up, you know how, Miranda. Exactly. <laughs> Steve's a little bit upset. He's like, we never have sex. When's the last time that, that we had sex? And she's like, um, and he's like, well, there was snow on the ground. So it's been six months since they've had sex, which what is like the longest amount of time that you've gone in a relationship without having any sex? Do you do you feel like like I definitely have gone like a full year, but it wasn't a super great relationship to start with sexually. I would say a month, maybe six weeks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no oh no. my gosh no it's not weird <laughs> at all they're like no clearly you can go without it so <laughs> and i'm like no oh, okay. not at all <laughs> i mean you said the longest i've gone in a relationship not outside right. of a relationship oh no outside. oh yeah that's, that's a, whole a whole different ballpark yeah that's a whole other thing that's completely i don't even want to think about the amount of time yeah no i'm glad that's not a question on the list yeah no i'm yeah we're not we're not addressing that <laughs> Miranda asks everybody if they uh, like how long they've gone without sex and they have to use the allegory of coloring because (laughs) Lily is there. uh, Charlotte's little three-year-old three five. I don't don't know. know. She didn't age like in normal throughout the so I don't know. She's maybe three. Yeah, I yeah. Think the only word she ever spoke throughout the entire movie was sex. Sex. Yeah. When when big calls. Yeah, her only line. <laughs> that one line girl, and you have it five times, and it's the word. Literally, the only role that I will take on. <laughs> I need one line, and it needs to be something ridiculous. Of course, you know Samantha. She's like, I'll use every color in my box. Suddenly, the the sex columnist is not wanting to share how many times she and Big have sex. Now we find out Smith Jared bought Samantha the hideous ring. Then he has to go to bed early and she flips out. She was like, this is how it starts. You know, this is how it starts. Like pretty soon we'll only be having sex three or four times a week. (laughs) Which is great. But then she starts spying on her neighbor who's having lots of sex, which is a little creepy. Really close. The way the camera panned, it was almost like they were on one side of the window and she was just yes. right there. It's like her own no shame. Form show. <laughs> yeah. uh, so back at the uh, heaven on fifth place, uh, construction's been completed on the closet. Uh, we don't know where they got the square footage. Maybe they don't have a patio anymore. No kitchen. No kitchen. Yeah. Who's to say? fountain that was in the center of it (laughs) right who has time to keep that up anyway like 600 square foot closet Samantha comes down and they spend three days in one montage packing up her 600 square foot apartment I could probably be done with everything that I own in a day did they say four days yeah I think it was four days which is maybe like three days longer than they actually needed but that's Hollywood baby I think it was three days like with the assistant yeah I have it's too much. Too many days. Too many days is definite. And this time, because there there was a prior scene where she went to of 
the series, she doesn't take her laptop with her to Paris. So it's like saying that this is right, which I'm like, okay, heavy handed, but okay, show. Thank you. (laughs) Steve confessed that he had sex with someone else once and it didn't mean anything, which this has been kind of a big deal for the show uh, in the sense that like Steve has been pretty perfect. (sighs) I mean... I try to put myself in Miranda's shoes. I think I'm totally one of those people that would like burn the bed sheets. Like I'm done if you cheat on me. But I do really feel like not that it's ever acceptable, but in this like in this position, like I think I'm team Steve. I don't know. I'm not saying that it was right that he strayed, but like one time, I don't know. And that's totally not what I think for in my own life or even my friends. I'm always like, no, you need to be done. We just like Steve so much that we're yeah. like... <laughs> Well, if Miranda was more likable, maybe we would root for her. <laughs> I feel like that's a big part of it. I mean, again, this is a television show, a movie. Right. This is not real life. I mean, but yeah, we all can see why he's like, girl, and I have not done it for six months. Right. Like, well, I think that a lot can be said for other people's roles in cheating. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have gone outside of the marriage if like things had been better in the marriage. Right. How the justification comes about. And right. Again, it doesn't make it right. It's just Exactly. Like yeah. you said, it takes it takes two though. I yeah. It's not just I mean, if it is just one person, then bye bye Sayonara. Being a friend used to pose this question at parties and watch people go nuts over talking about it. And it will be its own podcast at one point. We called it like the A B C equation. To make it easier, there's person A and person B, and they're in an exclusive relationship. Person A meets person C at a bar, has sex with them. What percentage do you place blame-wise on A, B, and C? It's really tricky. But this, the thing is, there's no right answer. Yeah. But it creates such interesting conversations and very much shows where you've been yeah. as a person. Yeah. It's hard because it's like you sympathize with her because like, yeah, it's shitty. I don't know. I've always kind of wondered, like, if I got cheated on, like, how would I react? And I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said that, it, like, it's never mentioned how much time is in between him cheating and him telling her. However, I feel like it was kind of, like, context clues, like, soonish mm-hmm. right after he did it. And so he had a lot of remorse. So I'm like, there's that at least. So it's not just like, oh, I've been cheating on you for months and... Right have been keeping it under the wraps like it was one time he felt awful he was telling her about it so there is that I think it's still salvageable but I also completely think she's in her own right to be like nope yeah I don't know that's hard when I think back to all of the different relationships I've been in my life I would react differently with different people you know so for me weirdly no matter how much of it I would feel like I was responsible for Mm -hmm. depending on the person I would have a different fight or flight reaction i really do Uh or maybe go crazy this is like way ahead of the times for what is it 2008 i feel like but just be like hey my needs aren't being met let's like open things up a bit have that conversation i it's all about lack of communication between the two i feel like no that and that gave me this like idea it would be really kind of interesting to see this movie done 13 years later like right now And to take it into the context of where we've evolved, I think, you know, mostly as a society, because again, I've said this, I think I said this when I was a guest the last time, it it didn't age well. I still love it. It's like one of those like movies I love to put on sometimes to have it take place now. I think, yeah, there would be maybe like the opportunity for Steve to say, hey, let's like open things up. But that was even 13 years ago, like not something that 
you would have ever seen in mainstream media. That's something, yeah, something five years ago we probably wouldn't have seen in mainstream. Now, really, I feel like like there's so many times where I get really excited. My dream is to have like a show or movie that ends like a love triangle. Just thruple, thruple it out. And there was, I think, one piece of media where they got so close and then they just they were like, no, we can't do it. I'm like, come on, (laughs) get with the times (laughs) there. um, There is a movie from 1998 film called Splendor that is about a thruple. It's got a great like 90s, like fat boy slim style, like soundtrack and everything. And it's fantastic. Kelly McDonald with blue hair. Like, it's a great movie. <laughs> but this isn't about that. <laughs> so Miranda tells the girls that it is over. She has not thought about it at all. She's just decided that it's she it's a violation of trust that she can't forgive, which I agree with. For me, it's more about the trust than it is about the cheating almost always, which is why I think that if somebody said, open things up it would be a completely different thing it was also really funny because like the kid was right there (laughs) just like with them i was like oh she's really just diving in right there with the kiddo there (laughs) yeah he was like maybe two feet behind her and she's just like well i'm gonna have my days with him and he's gonna have his days i was like like this was like a week ago sweetheart (laughs) this poor kid is just like what's going on or he's just like yep that's mom well that's probably i've been i've been waiting for this to happen mom (laughs) i think it would be hideous if charlotte got cheated on oh yeah that would i want that to be a a spinoff in this new this new season that they're doing Charlotte needs to get cheated on. I'm calling it right now. Harry secretly has a second life where he's got like three kids. Oh my God. I love this. Let's just at the writers right now and be like, we've done your job for you. You're welcome. Check is in the mail. Yeah. Like at the the whole like wedding bit, like, oh my God, she terrified me. I just want to see her snap, like throw a table. Like I don't condone domestic violence, but like if that were the situation, just like throw a table, go for it. (laughs) yeah we need to get her with some drywall right for sure uh so big is upset because carrie tells him that the guest list is up to 200 people now i barely have that much on my facebook and those are people that i mostly don't like (laughs) i'm gonna go scroll through your facebook now and be like oh no yeah she doesn't like no doesn't like them doesn't like them either i have i'm literally following maybe 30 people tops and everyone else is hidden it's better for my mental health that I don't see what they're saying, honestly. I'm like, nope. I get pet pics from all of you guys, and that's that gives me life. I'm just like, yes, puppies. Why does everybody hate Facebook? I don't know what they're talking about because mine's just full of puppies now. <laughs> so finally, we've hit the rehearsal dinner. For the most part, multiple marriages were not that uncommon no. in 2008. Like, And especially you wouldn't call the male out. They would right. call a female out for it, but the males would be like... The oh. male, they would be like, ah, nailed another one. <laughs> Landed another one. Steve shows up outside to talk to Miranda and says that the whole reason that he did it was because he knew that she was going to be there and that he's not answering texts or phone calls or whatever. And, you know, this was the only way that he could reach her. She loses her shit. She says, you broke us. And then she says, I changed who I was for you, which is so indicative of what's actually wrong in the marriage. And she doesn't even realize it. I think I was angrier at him more for showing up outside of that like wedding rehearsal dinner than I was for him actually cheating. And I'm like, this isn't the time. Yeah, this is Wait not the time, tomorrow, buddy. Steve. 
It really wasn't. Like, I show up maybe after? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But he says to her, you left me no choice. You wouldn't answer my calls. You mean you left me no choice but to show up in the middle of your friend's rehearsal dinner party? Right. Like, I, I feel like if Carrie, because Carrie didn't know that he showed up. He didn't know, she didn't know about any of it really. I think that if she had known, she might have actually like been angrier at Steve. I agree. <laughs> I yeah I hate that she said I changed who I was for you though that makes me the most upset yeah is the fact that I'm like well you let yourself be changed and if you were that unhappy about it yeah I mean if you go back to all the things that they did compromise on in her eyes she she was happy about all those things like they became something that she was like this is what I needed and this is why you were good for me and so yeah uh, so they have like a little girly sleepover after and big calls Carrie and says all this really needed. He doesn't really want to like get married, screw it all up. He's having cold feet. And she does this very sweet like, hey, it's just you and me. And 200 plus people. <laughs> right. And a Vivian Westwood gown and a bird on her head. And a penthouse apartment. Right. But the huge closet. Right. Like you're getting married to him because he has the money because he doesn't treat you nice. And she just tells him right in the vows, I will love you and everything will be good. Um, and I <laughs> loved that Wendy, Wendy's the only one who hasn't seen this. And she just like knew right away. She was like, never trust those bushy eyebrows. <laughs> I knew. I knew it wasn't going to go through. I'm like, it's too soon in the movie. There's not going to be a happy ending. <laughs> so it's a wedding day. She's big. Tries to call her phone. Lily steals it and puts it in her I'm pretty sure a very expensive cupcake yeah, purse. Yeah, cupcake bezazzled purse. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way that she got that at KB Toys. Like, that's probably couture. Claire's. Yeah. Big continues to call, uh, but the wedding party is busy, you know, being on their way to a wedding. So he doesn't get an answer. She shows up, realizes that he's not there calls him he's like already left she has a very dramatic moment where she drops the flip phone slow motion <laughs> in slow motion loses it says get me out of here i honestly think that gray's anatomy did this better with christina being cut out of a wedding dress that's my favorite freak out at a wedding yeah we were we were all saying we want to be part of a a wedding party like not actually be the one to get married but be the people who like are part of a wedding party where things go wrong or somebody shows up and is like, no, I love her. Sort of runaway bride or some Speak sort of Speak now or forever hold your peace. Right. Like, Stop. Yeah. Set up like a whole fight choreo, bring out swords and stuff. It'd be great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So Anthony is trying to get Carrie into the car and he says, it's like pushing a cream puff through a keyhole. Which is literally what I've used ever since to describe when a guy goes soft during sex. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stop. Let's stop right now. But that's quite literally something that I use, I think, probably monthly. I will say that at one point or another. So I'm sorry. No. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm having that experience. I'm saying I use that line. Oh, thank God. I was like, okay, Paige, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, wow. Please, like I have that many encounters with them. <laughs> Daring a panini as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one in years. They both leave, uh, carrying a limo, and big in the town car. Big tells the town car to turn around on a one-way street in the middle of New York City, and probably on a Saturday afternoon. 
in an empty street in the middle of Manhattan during the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. And they cross paths with each other. The cars both stop. She gets out of the car. She like has all of her skirts gathered up ready for this. And she hits him with her flowers. And oh my God, it was beautiful. That's a beautiful scene. I feel like that's a very underrated like scene in Hollywood. It's probably one of my faves. I love when she just beats him with the flowers, but it's like, like you know, they're going to get back together. Like I really now that's all I want to do if I see if I go to Trader Joe's and there's like some peonies on sale and to be like oh who can I beat with that <laughs> very 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 dramatic um big like takes out like one single white rose and drops it on the ground to symbolize that it's over and they both drive away and it's a whole thing <laughs> so Carrie's in shock and feels nothing mostly because she's pounding vodka um i mean same is that wrong (laughs) no if that's wrong i don't want to be right right randa confesses to charlotte that she said that marriage was crap to big at the rehearsal dinner last night and charlotte says "Mm, maybe don't mention that maybe let's not make that a thing right now just keep that to ourselves uh so the girls decide to go on the honeymoon with her and Carrie sleeps potentially for days, question mark. Like, it seems like they they last. There's like a couple of revolutions at least. So she's slept away two of her honeymoon days. And it's like, were they there a week? How long were they supposed to be there? Samantha feeds her breakfast, which I would never do with any friend. I'd be like, you know how to use a spoon. Yeah, it was really awkward. <laughs> yeah, that scene fell flat for me. I was like, mm, this is awkward and like, uncomfortable. Next yeah. scene. They had like the mood lighting too. It's like (laughs) very dimly lit as she's being spoon fed. Just that nice creamy yogurt, I guess. She finally gets out of her Mexicoma and they enjoy, somewhat enjoy the rest of the vacation. She throws her phone into the ocean and and Charlotte shits her pants. (laughs) It's the extent of this vacation. And it's really... It really was a lot of scenes for something that nothing happened. Nothing in. happened in that at all. No. It was like, how do we even recap that? They went to Mexico and scene. Right. I feel like they did it just because they could trans, like, do the whole thing from her throwing her phone into the ocean and the ocean becoming the dirty, rain-filled city streets <laughs> yep, of that's New it. York City. They just added 20 minutes to an already super right. long movie. <laughs> she gets home. Her house is filled with boxes. She has she has to hire an assistant. The the assistants that she uh, interviews is this whole cast of characters. Like most of them are like actual actors and things now. So good for them for like getting their start and like moving on. Uh, but she eventually ends up with Jennifer Hudson, which is super cute, and she introduces um, introduces us to Bag Borrower Steel which was a real website that happened before this movie was even a thing. So I love that they called it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much money is she making? She's like a subpar writer at best. Like She's never been able trust to. Trust fund. Right. What's going she's on She's never here? been able to make it is the thing. Like she, like there's no way that she's buying Manalo Blahniks that she, on a writer's salary, you write a weekly column. You don't write a daily column. I don't, I will never understand how, how much money she had correlated to how much she bought. Except for the fact that she's just probably bonkers in debt. 
But I eventually they're going to stop giving you credit, right? Like to use, I, I in theory, maybe not. I'm getting looks like maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, this was well, like right before the crash or like during the true. crash. It was, so, it was no. right before the crash. People were getting whatever they wanted. That's wild. Yeah, I have like two credit cards and that's it. I'm like, why do I need multiple credit cards? I have one Visa, one Discover. I don't need a MasterCard because Visa. Don't get a dog. Me. You'll need multiple credit cards. Oof. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm like 25 grand into her. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so that is actually the end of of part one. I did kind of want to go over that we were talking about how the idea of like the bad boy kind of fell out of fashion. But I'm going to put it to Wendy for that because she's the youngest of all of us. So is it is yeah, the bad boy still She just low-key said that we're so old we don't know what's in fashion. <laughs> I'm not that old, Paige. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that during our generation, like yours, mine, Darcy's, bad boy was absolutely a thing. Like Mr. Big was absolutely a thing. Oh, I love Big. <laughs> He's problematic as I hell, I hate that though. for me, but I do. Right. Which is why I'm single. But Wendy, being the, the youngest of us, would know whether or not being a bad boy was still a thing. Yeah, well... Okay, so I it is still a thing for sure. I'm trying to think of things like um however I feel like it's all those cringy movies that are like the bad boy films. Like I know what is that Netflix one? They call it after from like some Wattpad story. It was like a Harry Styles fan fiction. I don't know, wild. That made it and they got some poor dude and they were like, Yeah, just like talk in a deep voice and a British accent and you're Harry Styles. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I feel like it got kind of worn down to the point where we're like, this is just unhealthy. So that's cool, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's more like the dorky guys now. That's what I've always been into. Like, I'm not, I don't think I ever went through a point where I was like, ooh, the bad boys. <laughs> but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I'm the worst person to talk about, like, pop culture with because... <laughs> I just kind of read about stuff occasionally and I'm like, oh, that's happening now. <laughs> Did we have any closing thoughts for part one on Sex and the City? No, I like part two better. So I think that's what I'm <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not to. even gotten started. Really, it's all just gone wrong. Yeah. Like for part two. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so yeah, we are going to call it on this particular episode. So tune in in a couple of weeks. We're going to go ahead and post part two, um, but we were going to record it right now. So we'll talk to you guys later.